All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Thursday, February 16th of 2023. The NBA All-Star break is upon us. Last day of NBA games until, I believe, next Wednesday. No games from the 17th through the 22nd. So NBA will actually be back one week from today so looking uh forward to this last three game slate we got today i know golf teed off this morning so uh good luck to everybody sweating their golf lineups all week long here we got an eight game hockey slate today we, we got hockey tomorrow we got mma on saturday got nascar on sunday so still plenty of dfs to play plenty of action so if you guys have questions related to any of those sports get them in the chat and we will get those answered but for those of you who do not know me, my name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS-related questions that come in live in the YouTube chat or in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. Always encouraging everybody to join the Discord, post questions that you have throughout the day in the Office Hours channel, and then we can circle back. Uh, on this show that we do Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, get those questions answered for everybody, for you uh, to just help the community grow and uh, learn different concepts, talk DFS strategy from many different angles. But that being said, going to get Saberson pulled up here and we are going to get going. One housekeeping item before we get started with the questions. I had mentioned earlier in the week that we were not going to uh, support XFL uh, that has changed. We are going to have XFL slates and player data loaded in the app. We will not have Sims for it, but similar to, you know, the way that we do college basketball and, uh, you know, other, other sports that we don't have Sims for, the slates and data will be loaded in the app. Users can come in and upload custom projections and use SaberSim as a traditional optimizer to build their lineups. So just wanted to throw that out there for anybody. Apologize for the uh, misinformation uh, earlier in the week. I, I had it wrong on that one. But, okay, uh, get in rolling here. And we had, our first question came in from Elder uh, from yesterday. This is a good question. Actually, I like this one a lot. Elder said, when I look at random, when I look at a random lineup, how do I know whether the lineup is plus or minus EV? Is it an objective or subjective classification? Uh, Elder, this is a really good question, right? And, uh, you know, we use this concept EV, which stands for expected value, you know, all the time, kind of loosely, uh, you know, maybe we don't, we don't talk about it enough, right? So what exactly, you know, determines if a lineup is, is plus or minus EV and, and how do you uh, quantify that, right? The, the, the answer is that you, you can't really determine whether or not a lineup is positive or minus EV without knowing the other lineups in your contest first. So that is why it is so hard to quantify is because it is, it is relative to the contest, to the other lineups. And then secondly, it's kind of uh, what's it, it's, it's, it's a little subjective in the way that you need to, uh, compare it to to like a projection source. So usually, excuse me, the, usually there's a little bias in in that. You know, I don't do a ton of back testing myself. I am uh, I've been learning Python for for a little while now, and I'm I'm getting more familiar with these concepts, but still got a long way to go in my own journey there. But basically, you know, you need to 
compare it to some type of like projection source or something. So usually like if, if you are, uh, let's say, you know, someone on the models team, like Will or Eric are doing some back testing. Uh, usually SaberSim users are going to do a little bit better because one, they're using our projections and we are like doing the back testing based on our projections. So usually like from a projection standpoint, uh, you're, you're going to do better with your own, in your own back testing because you are using like your own sims or your own projections for that matter. So like that's one thing that goes into it. But but basically what 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 I, I got a little sidetracked there. So so expected value really comes back to uh how does your lineup grade out compared to the other lineups in that contest if we were to do like a contest sim and, and sim the slate like thousands of times. What is your expected ROI over a long period of time, like for a given lineup, right? That is basically like what a contest sim is. And that is like a way of going back and checking what the expected value is. There's no really way to know that prior to a contest starting and like prior to doing some contest sims, you know, you might have one lineup that is, uh, you know, positive EV, a uh, positive expected ROI, in one contest, maybe like under $3, for instance. And then you could take that same lineup, go put it in the flagship uh, on any given night where all the pros are, where all the sharks are. And that lineup might, you know, not grade out as well, might be lower EV, might be neutral EV, might be minus EV in, in you know, an extreme scenario, right? So that is, EV is kind of relative to the to the contest and the, and the uh, size of the contest, number of entries, et cetera. That is why, you know, our, Contest settings are really like so important to us. Uh, if we were to look at the sliders here, you know, when you change this from cash, you know, the sliders all turn off. When you change it to GPP, uh, in 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 this three game slate, you know, ownership goes up, sim diversity goes up. If you're playing a single entry and it's a one hundred to a thousand entrance, that's a lot different than playing hundred fifty max with over fifty thousand entrance, right? So as you know, for, for like audio listeners, what I'm, what I'm showing is like the, how the sliders move and change with the different type of types of contests. Uh, that is because, you know, the contests are different and what it takes to have a positive EV lineup in one contest is a lot different than what it takes to have a positive EV lineup in another contest. And that is basically what Saber score is like trying to approximate. Saber score is using the slider settings as inputs to a custom algorithm that basically tries and approximate tries to approximate the the ev of a lineup without knowing the the other lineups in a contest that's why it's an approximation because we don't actually know for sure but we do have a lot of contest data we have run a lot of uh back testing and we kind of we 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 know uh, what it takes to win in different size contests, which is ultimately, you know, how we construct the sliders uh, based on different cod contest dynamics. So that that is like what the, that is, you know, in a nutshell, what Saber Score is. This is why I like using Saber Score uh, for the most part, right? It is taking into account, you know, I call them like the three pillars of of DFS, which is like correlation, ownership, fade, and sim diversity. Maybe I haven't said that before, but um, you know, I I, I look at I look at uh, Saber Sim as, you know, this, this machine that is able to juggle these factors, uh, really well and, and, uh, great, great for them and put them in your lineups at a, at a rate that is appropriate for the type of contest that you're playing. Right. That is why, uh, it is important, you know, that 
that the sliders move in and different things are taken into account in different type of contests. So hard to tell what the EV of it of a lineup actually is. We do our best to approximate it. And uh, we understand, you know, what it takes to win one contest is different than what it takes to win a different contest, et cetera, et cetera. So really good question there, Elder. Uh, let me know if anybody has any follow-up on that. Happy to touch on it further. But really good question. Uh, great way to kick us off. Snowman said, uh, why don't we have NASCAR? So we will have NASCAR Cup races, guys. Uh, we will not have projections for the duels. So if you go over to NASCAR, you're going to see a couple different slates here. Basically, uh, for this weekend, the way, the duels are the qualifying for the cup race. So the cup race is Daytona. That is like the big, uh, you know, featured slate in the DraftKings app. That is like where uh, all the big contests are. So the duels are like smaller, you know, heats or qualifiers that will ultimately determine starting position, you know, who gets the pole, uh, who, you know, positions one through like 37 or however many racers there are in this contest. So once the duels are finished, we will know where everybody is starting and then the Sims will run for the cup race. So I believe the duels are actually uh, today on Thursday. And then after that, you know, once we get all the data, the Sims will run and then we will have NASCAR projections for Sunday. So be on the lookout for those, but, but we will not be supporting the duels. All right. Uh, so many's here said, great. Yep. Happy to, happy to clarify that for you. Uh, another good question here from Chuck the Pure. Chuck said, do the micro millions contests on DK fit into the DFS profit plan framework or should these contests be avoided? Uh, Chuck, I think these are great contests, you know, from what I've seen, uh, mostly in the NBA lobby, I have not been looking around. Uh, you know, I, I, I know that they're running it for all sports, for golf, for NHL, for MMA this weekend, and uh, along with, NBA, you know, we're kind of at the, like the, the weekend of the NBA uh, micro millions, but I think the micro millions are great. You know, not often do we get, I think yesterday we saw a $1, 150 max contest. That was like 118,000 entrants. Uh, you know, that is under $3. Like sharks are not going to have access to that on any given day of the regular NBA season. You know, there is a 50 cent, 150 max. That is only, you know, 20 to 30,000 entrants. So to get a 150 max at a uh, $1 entry fee, that is, you know, five times the size of a standard 150 max, uh, I think is great. So I, I, I have loved the micro millions contests, just know like the $4 flagships and stuff, you know, pros will have access to that, but you're going to get a long, uh, a, um, larger size contests, even under $3 where you can get more action down. And, uh, you know, the, the kind of the whole point of DraftKings doing this is to uh, promote good contests that players who were mostly playing NFL can kind of uh, come into NBA and try out NBA for these bigger sized uh, payouts. So ultimately, you know, you're probably getting some softer money this week specifically, and it is a good time to try and take advantage of that. So I think the Micro Millions contest are great. I would, uh, you know, if, if you are, you know, an NHL grinder, play those. If you're an NBA grinder, play those. If you're a golf grinder, like play those, uh, play, play those micro millions. You can get more action and, you know, it will only be around, I believe through NASCAR finishing on Sunday. So definitely a good week to take advantage of that. Maybe, you know, if you're following the DFS profit plan, playing 2.5 to 5% of your bankroll and you're, you know, you maybe you're usually on the lower side, uh, open it up a little bit this week, maybe play, you know, 3%, 4%, 5%. 
and try and take advantage of those good contests because they are not going to last. So definitely something good to touch on there. All right. This is our last question coming up here in the Discord. It looks like we have a couple in the YouTube chat. If anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get them in. All right, Sir Hannon said, hey, Andrew, I watched Jordan's video on using metrics. Great video, by the way. I want to make sure I'm doing it correctly. Can you show me how to rank ownership showing from least to greatest as in lowest owned to highest owned lineup as a custom metric? Thank you. Okay, yeah. Um, so I, I, um, I'm not so familiar with Jordan's metric that like I can demo the whole thing here, but I can show you, you know, how custom metrics work custom metrics work and uh, how to make sure that you are grouping them properly when, when, uh, when, you know, using ascending versus descending and then sorting high to low, it could, uh, it could get a little confusing there. So let me just, you know, to be honest with you guys, like I have notes on this, you know, I keep notes on some of this stuff because some of it can be confusing and like, it is nice to have something that you can go back and reference uh, when doing these things, right? So, you know, if, if like, uh, you're like, Hey, I'm having trouble getting used to these custom metrics, uh, you know, spend some time, sit down, try different things out, wrap your head around it and then write it down and then save it in like a, you know, a, a Excel file, a, a word doc, a Google sheet, uh, whatever. And when you do that, you know, you can always go back and reference it. So I have notes that I use like for this exact scenario. So what I'm going to do here, is we are just going to, I'm actually going to do this with uh, just some ownership here. I'm just going to do some ownership and just to make it easy. And then you guys can expand these ideas and topics to, you know, for uh, custom metrics with multiple uh, values, uh, different things like that. So I'm just going to do my sum own here. The great, good, the good thing about doing a custom metric that is already being shown is that you have something to reference to make sure you're doing it right. So if you want to like learn about custom metrics, I would do your own projected score. I would do your own sum ownership and see if you can recreate it, if you can manipulate it in different ways. And, and you obviously have something right there to tell you whether like it is apples for apples, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to do uh, my sum own here and then I'm going to do uh, my own. I'm going to do some, and then this is where it gets interesting, right? We can do rank or we can do value. What rank is going to do is uh, if you have 500 lineups, it's going to give it a number from one to 500. And then if you do rank descending, what we'll just, we'll just try this and I'm going to do rank descending and then I'm going to sort by uh, ownership. So this is going to be, it, this is high to low, right? And, and if you hover over, you know, the sorting method, it says ownership, sorting lineups by ownership, high to low. So it's going to be the highest sum owned lineup. And then it is going to get a rank of one. So what I'm saying is like, give me the highest sum owned lineup and then give it a number one, as in like my my uh, number one owned lineup. You could inversely sort, right? And then we could sort high to low. So then now I have my lowest sum owned lineup with a rank of 500. Uh, depends, you know, what makes the most sense to you. You know, maybe you maybe you're like, okay, I want low sum own to have a uh, low number, and and you know, low number would make sense to me. So then, what you do is you come into your custom metric. I don't want to remove it. I just want to edit it. And then instead of rank descending, you say rank ascending, and then this is gonna flip it. 
So, so now if I go to ownership and I'm sorting ownership high to low, my highest sum owned lineup has the, has the biggest number, has the biggest uh, rank number of 500. And then you can inversely do that from low to high. And then the lowest sum owned lineup has a lowest rank lineup. So that, that is like one way, you know, sit here, play around with it and, and see what you can do. Uh, you could also use value, right? This is going to give you like uh, the actual ownership sum, which is exactly what you are seeing in here. And then this, my, uh, my sum own using value should match the sum own of the, uh, of the lineup that's already being shown there. So uh, can you show how to rank ownership showing from least to greatest as in lowest owned to highest owned lineup? Uh, yeah. So, so I, I think we accomplished that Sir Hannon. Let me know if you have any question, you know, the good thing about using rank here is that once you start to add in multiple variables, you're you're basically standardizing all of these variables. So like regardless of what the value of the sum own is, like like imagine trying to combine projected score and sum ownership where you know a low ownership is 100 and a high ownership is 200%, but then for projected score, you know a uh a low projection is like 250 and a high projection is like 350, right? Those, those do not uh, match up correctly. It's not like a one-for-one -one relationship. Projected scores are going to be higher. So then would uh, would be a bigger number. So it would weigh on your formula bigger. But if you use rank, you know, regardless of what it is, it's going to get a rank from one to 500 for ownership. And then it's going to get a rank from one to 500 for projections. So that's a way of standardizing variables, to uh, add variables and create some type of metric that uh, includes multiple things. And then you can go back and weight them however you want. So that is how I would think about it. Mess around with this, try and recreate something, make some notes and uh, write it down. However, it makes sense to you. Looks like Sir Hannon did. Uh, you did a uh, great visual. Thank you. Yep. Happy to help out there, but all right, uh, moving on, jumping over to YouTube chat. Hiker Willie said, Hey, Andrew, hope all is well. I try to do three separate builds for 150 max, 20 max, and three max slash single entry. What build setting would you recommend if I only had time for two builds, uh, one build, et cetera, basically, and you're running 500 lineups? So, Hiker Willie, you know, uh, if you are familiar with the Profit Plan video over on the YouTube channel, for, for anybody watching who's not familiar with it, you know, it's a contest selection framework that we created through uh, lots and lots of back testing. You can find it over on the channel. Start winning more with our DFS profit plan. That's like a summary video. If you're interested into the back testing that went into that, you could go over to the behind the Sims playlist on the YouTube channel. And this was actually the first behind the Sims series that we did uh, with Eric and Jordan. You can find it episodes one through five goes into how we came up with the DFS profit plan. But, um, you know, I, I don't think you have to, separate your 20 maxes and 150 maxes into different builds based on what the team found in the back testing there. You know, we really think that um, you could build your 20 maxes and 150 maxes together and do, um, you know, just one build for those and then one build for your single entry and three maxes. You know, if you, if you come into the settings, right. And you, you go to manual mode to look at the sliders and let's say, you know, I'm doing a 20 max, my sliders are 0, 4, 8, and then I'm doing a 150 max. My sliders go to 0, 4, 9, right? It is only a uh, one tick on the sim diversity. Everything else is the same. Because the slider settings are so similar, this is why we recommend uh, saving the time and, you know, spending more time in the 
post build, you know, using mini uniques, uh, managing risk, looking at, you know, stack types, player exposures, etc. We think that that is ultimately better than running multiple builds where the settings are so similar. So that is why, you know, we, we recommend the two, but for, for me, you know, if I, if I only had to run, you know, one, or, or if, if I wanted to combine them, usually what I'll do is I will usually myself, I will pick the slider settings from the higher contest. Cause you know, the way I think about it is like what it takes to win a $1 single entry is different than what it takes to win a uh, 150 max. So a lineup that might come in 10th in the 150 max contest might come in first in like the $1 single entry. Right. But, but that's not an opposite, right? A lineup that comes in first in the $1 single entry might not come in first in the 150 max. So I'd rather take the slider settings from the bigger contest and let that have like a trickle down effect to all the single entries, uh, as opposed to doing that the opposite way. But that, that is one way I, I like to do it. You could also try and like find a happy medium, right? If these slider settings are zero four nine, and then, you know, your single entry is zero two seven, maybe you run like a zero three eight, call it a day, chop it up right in the middle and uh, go from there. I don't think there's anything wrong with that approach as well. All right. Uh, Next question here from Eagle Eye said, new to SaberSim and optimizers in general. Welcome, Eagle Eye. Happy to have you. Happy you found this show. Uh, what's the best way to ensure not getting too much of the same players? Do I need to change max exposure on all players or adjust after the build? Uh, this is a great question, right? So I'm going to go into this other build that we already ran here. So the easiest way to do this is to use this menu unique players up at the top. What this is going to do is it, it is going to make sure that uh, whatever number this is set to, that many players are different from every other lineup in your set. So we have 20 lineups here. We have a pool of 500. This is min unique one, which means that basically no lineup can be duplicated. But as we increase this, right, let's increase this to four, just for example here. You know, there are eight players in a DraftKings NBA lineup. At min uniques four, what this is saying is that four players must be different from every other of my 20 lineups. And what, what I like about this the most is that, you know, this is going to organically change your exposures for you as opposed to you coming in here and, and changing it manually. So like our top exposure here is Deandre Ayton followed by Joe Inglis at 50% and then nobody over 50%. So then when I increase this to four, Ayton goes to 55 Vucicic actually moves up to 55 and then we see um, we see like a, a big cascading effect of players moving up and down, right? It, it is really hard for individuals to kind of manage, you know, 32 players, figure out how many uh, need to go up or down. But when you allow Sabersim to do this, what it's going to do is it is going to prioritize the best plays and say like, uh, you know what, like so-and-so is, is such a good play that that I want to move all the other players around them, but I want to keep my exposure to this player. So, like, the fact that, you know, to, to me, I think Vujicic is probably the best play in, in this scenario because, one, we increased the in uniques. His exposure did not stay neutral. It did not go down. It actually moved up, right? So allowing Saberson to organically change your exposures as opposed to you coming in here and, like, you know, setting a bunch of min and max exposures – uh, I think is a much better scenario and frankly a lot faster and should allow you to make a uh, good impact on your lineups when you're in a time crunch, when, you know, teams are 
doing late scratches, letting lineups out, you know, within 10 minutes, a lock it's, it's a quick, easy method. And, uh, is, is essentially a way of smoothing out your variance by making sure that X number of players are different from every other lineup. That way, if one lineup does bad, there's less of a chance of that affecting another lineup and that lineup could essentially go on to win the contest. Right? So I would, I'm, I'm a big advocate of mini unique players in that regard. All right. Uh, so this is uh, the last question in the YouTube chat. If anybody has any questions now, is a great time to get them in. Toasted Tater said, I may be wrong, but weren't 150 max contests not included in the profit plan? These contests are hard on the bankroll. Uh, Toasted Tater, so, so my understanding is no, you know, the, the profit plan does include 150 max contests. It really depends like where you're kind of playing. You know, FanDuel has like great 150 max contests, right? On, on any given day, you could go play. I think it's called the piggy bank still where it's a five cent 150 max, you know, close to 200,000 entrants uh, will overlay from time to time. But I, I think that, you know, depends like where you're playing. I will say the 150 max contests on DraftKings are usually harder. You know, if you're playing like the, the $2 150 max where there's only 5,000 total entrants, that only takes about 33 uh, persons to max enter that contest and fill it up and, even under the $3 threshold, there are still plenty of good players who have access to that contest that can max it out and can make that contest really sharp. So I, I, I would still lean like toward the higher contest. I think football for FanDuel is a great example. They have like a 5 cent 150 max, a 25 cent 150 max, a $1.50 max. Like that is that is 450 unique lineups under the, the $3 threshold. Uh that, that you can take advantage of. So 150 maxes are definitely included in the profit plan. I would just be careful with uh, which particular ones you are entering and just understand, you know, if the number of entrants is really small, that that contest can get very sharp very quickly, which is where I think you're kind of coming from on this one, Toasted Taters. All right. Uh, next question here in the YouTube chat. Hey guys, I did a late swap to get rid of the players that were ruled out, but after lock, the players were still there. I don't know what I did wrong. It never happened until last night. So not sure exactly what happened in this particular scenario. I will give you guys like best practice here. So usually, you know, player gets ruled out. Uh, you go on to SaberSim and this this uh, red, this lightning bolt should turn red. If, if SaberSim recognizes that you have a player whose status is now out, which we will update the statuses automatically, this should turn red. I always suggest to do a quick swap first, get the players out of your lineup. This is going to be like a one-for-one -one swap based on remaining salary in your lineup. So if you have 6,000 salary and the players ruled out, uh, we are just going to put the next best player who is below that salary threshold with the highest projected score into your lineup. It is always better to have, you know, a player with some projection better than no projection. So first do a quick swap, get that uploaded to the site and then come back to SaberSim and run a late swap. Uh, that way, you know, if anything happens, if you run out of time, at least you know you have projected points in your lineup in the app, right? So I think that is best practice. So, and then the other thing is that if the player is removed from the lineup, the red the red lightning bolt should turn off and show, should go back to this gray method. So I know there are scenarios like where sometimes, you know, there's no one to swap to. Maybe you have like a cheap player in a late game and then they get scratched and then you don't have enough remaining salary. Like, what are you going to do? Right. So like situations like that suck, but are rare. 
so so I would do the quick swap, make sure this turns off, and then that'll tell you if you know all of that player is out, and then you can do a late swap from there and then uh, rebuild all your lineups and then rerun it. So not sure what happened, but that is definitely best practice. And then if you guys ever have any issues like with that, something doesn't look right, something's not working right, use the reporter problem link under the settings drop down. This will go straight to our support team. We'll be able to look into it and see if it's like a bug or exactly what happened. We can help you figure it out that way it does not happen again. All right, Clay Davis said, hello, if I set a group and I want to play between one or three players, how can I set that rule? Uh, okay, so what I would say is that you're probably going to have to use two rules here. And then let's say I do a group um, I'm because there's no like between option. So you're going to do like a group. Uh, maybe I'm just going to pick like, uh, for example, I'm going to say I want to use between one and three of the three highest projected plays, just basic. So I'm going to say use at least one. It's going to be a group manual rule. Use at least one. I'm going to hit save and I'm going to do a new rule. I'm going to go back to group manual and then I'm going to pick the same three. And then I'm going to say, uh, use, I'm, I'm going to say use no more than two in this instance. So you, you could, you could, you know, mess with this however you want, but on one side, I'm saying, you know, use at least one. And then on the other side, I'm saying use no more than tool, no more than two. This is the closest way to get to a, you know, use between, uh, X number and Y number of players. So you could do that, you know, in the form of like a, an automatic rule with like a, with like a stat requirement, you know, use between use at least one player who's um i don't know ownership is greater than 25 and then use no more than three players whose ownership is greater than 25 uh just an example just making that up but but my point was that you don't have to sit here and click in all the players you could do something with a stat requirement uh you know by by teams by game and and uh make the groups a little more automatic rather than checking in all the players. But that was just one example that I came up with off the top of my head there. All right. Brian Nelson said MMA and CSGO going to smash this weekend with NBA off for a few days. Thank Will in advance. Yeah. Will is the man, uh, you know, Will is uh, treats the MMA and CSGO Sims like his own children. So if, if you guys, ever have any questions you guys can post in the discord in the esports channel or the mma channel will is always lurking and is a uh, very very sharp player at both of those sports but yep uh will is the man there all right everybody uh looks like that was our last question in the discord and our last question in the youtube chat appreciate everybody tuning in uh we will be right back tomorrow thursday i'm sorry Friday for our last show of the week might be a little slow with NBA going on, but if you guys have any questions throughout the day, throw them in the office hours channel, let them sit there like elder did. And then we will get back to it tomorrow and get those questions answered. So until then take care, good luck in your contest. And I will see you.